Hey there, lovelies and gents. This is your girl, Nadia, a.k.a. The Profit in Process, and I'm coming to you with a quick note, or I don't even want to say a word of, well, I guess it could be a word of encouragement, but really it's a word of caution, man. I mean, I've actually been sitting on this word a few days because I've um, been a little busy, but just been a little disobedient, too. I guess I should have just um, done what I needed to do at the time because, um, anyway, I'm not going to be labor the moment. The title of this message is When Slaves Become the Master, You Get Problems. Okay, um, basically, I went to go get my oil changed the other day. And for those of you who don't know, I am an African-American female. Okay, and the gentleman who apparently is the manager of this particular establishment that I usually frequent because they have had such good service in the last few times that I've been, I've just been impressed by how um, well they treat me just for a simple oil change. Um, however, I just want to put on here, I'll never go back. I'm not going to put out there the name of the establishment or anything like that because I just believe that, you know, we all reap what we sow. And this is just an example of what not to do um, when you are promoted to leadership. Um, the Bible is replete with examples of wicked leadership. And, of course, at some point I will unpack quite a few of those along the way. But this this moment, um, this 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 kind of it disappointed me and it pissed me off in the same um, in the same moment uh, when I pulled in, you know, as I normally would, there was a young lady that works there. She's usually very thorough and everything. She was, she still to go. She did what she was supposed to do. And, um, but the gentleman that I don't believe I had spoken with him or seen him before, he must have been a new manager. But when I say when slaves become the master, um, for those of you that may not be familiar with that, you know, uh, typical or the, um, that slave um, mentality. What I mean is that, um, as with American history, okay, it's got a pretty pretty bad rap, of course, for slave treatment against African Americans and things of that nature, and just the race relations in this country just suck. Just there's no way around it. It just sucks. We just got to do better, people. Um, cause it's, it's really not that crucial. But, uh, given all of that, the gentleman who is the manager at this establishment is an African American male. Now, I ain't gonna lie, you know, that day I was looking pretty rough, pretty ragged. I had my hat on. You know, I just, I was, yeah, I just knew I needed to get my oil change. Just trying to get in and out. Okay. So I wasn't looking my, my best, but regardless of, of, of what I looked like, the only thing that seemed to matter to this gentleman was the color of my skin. And the thing is that pissed me off a little bit about this situation. Um, did I say piss me off? Well, I guess it did piss me off three days later. I'm still thinking about that thing. But anyway, um, the situation is where he, you know, was, he was pretty kind at first and then, you know, he was pretty, um, like I said, he was pretty cordial. However, the first question that he asked me, how are you paying today? And I was like, of course, debit card, you know, debit card, credit card, something like that. I mean, who carries cash anymore? You know, however, 
it was an expectation of this gentleman that I was going to be carrying cash because he looked on, you know, my record and saw, of course, I'm driving a very high mileage vehicle. And, you know, I usually get the highest or whatever. I know it's overpriced. I understand how this thing works. I don't care. I'm not doing it myself. So obviously, if I've come there, I'm prepared. I've been there before. But what I wasn't prepared was for, you know, the hookup mentality. Basically, you are the manager of this establishment. His words to me almost I could probably quote it for verbatim, but um, but it would be kind of foul, you know, because he used quite a bit of profanity uh, with me. Just as comfortable as he want to be. Just <laughs> um, basically saying that I'm effing up. You know, when I when I told him um, that he was like, well, you know, just, you know, next time, just just give me fifty dollars. And, you know, because it's, it's too bad. This this. It's too high. I'm trying to trying to keep it trying to keep it kosher, you know. I'm trying not to cuss as much anymore. So um, it just it, it it blew me away because I just immediately I was like, I'm so disappointed in us. But then I thought about it. I said, like, What am I talking about in us? This this a choice, you know. I had to correct myself. His in his lack of integrity is a choice. And this this is the thing. What I want you to understand. And then the fact that he he mentioned that. Oh, I'm I'm the manager of this establishment. Oh, okay, I said I was gonna stop cousin, but I don't give a damn who you are, who your title is. Do you have any integrity? This is what I want you to understand, people. Uh, people of God, people who are not of God, don't know that you need to be of God at this point. Um, eat the meat, spit out the bones, do all of that jazz. But what I want you to understand is, if you are in a position of leadership, you have an obligation and a privilege to have integrity. And this gentleman had absolutely no integrity. And the thing that pissed me off the most about this entire ordeal, not even the fact that he assumed that because I had my hat on and because, you know, I ain't washed my car forever. But anyway, um, <laughs> but whatever the situation is, the fact that he came to me that way, it's like you, you came to me um, expecting me to oblige you to really rob the establishment that is giving you employment. Um, when I say that when a slave becomes a master, it's a problem because they don't understand the dynamics of true leadership. Leadership. If this was your business, would you appreciate your employees stealing from you? You know, that type of thing. Um but this just goes to show you that just because people have a title does not mean that they their their level of consciousness will ever elevate to what that title is supposed to represent. And this is what um, pissed me off about about that whole scenario. But what made it worse, not only that the fact that he was very unprofessional and using the profane language with me uh, because of his ignorant assumption of who I am. Uh, it was the fact that the very next car that pulled up was a Caucasian young lady. And his entire demeanor changed as if it were Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. I was just disgusted. That's, that's all I'm going to say. So this is a warning to you people. I mean, uh, when I say... If you, you you're dealing with a situation, if you're dealing with a situation at work where you're you're um, 
dealing with a narcissistic boss or, or, or leadership, you understand the dynamic is pretty much the same. The reason why these small minded individuals treat you the way that they do is not only because is because they have a a slave mentality it doesn't matter the color of their skin it doesn't matter their background it is because they have chosen to adopt a slave mentality they have chosen to uh, think that it you know because I've got this title it's better for me to try to step on the little man or it's better for me to try to divide and conquer you know uh, jesus said a house divided will not stand so you know just to even piggyback on all of this information about what's transpired or what transpired in this interaction at just getting an oil change it was it was eye-opening because immediately that's the first thing that came to mind was when slaves become masters. And I just I just want to kind of just put that out there. This is just just short, sweet to the point and got on my nerves real quick. And I just want to let you know that, you know, when you are elevated, don't make God look bad. I mean, when you are elevated, you have to realize that, you know, and this has become my mantra, uh, Colossians 3 and 23, whatever you do, whatever you find yourself doing, do it as if you're doing it unto the Lord. It's not about being holier than thou or anything like that, but it's about being conscientious about the things that you do. I have made a lot of mistakes in my life, uh, financially, relationally, just all that kind of stuff. But I've gotten to this place right now where I'm just so grateful for God giving me chance after chance after chance that I'm not going to try to intentionally F it up. I mean, I, I mean, I might make some mistakes along the way, but I'm not going to try to do it intentionally. And and that's, I think, the the determining factor or at least the the, the thing that I've noticed when it comes to these individuals that um, just aren't fit for leadership. Um, they don't understand that management and leadership are not synonymous, despite what everyone else is putting out there. Um, if that were the case, we wouldn't have million dollar businesses, billion dollar businesses folding overnight because there are managers in place where leadership should be. And this is a time where God is rising up his type of leaders. OK, the leaders that are faithful to him. So and that that's what I want to put out there. So when you get the opportunity, you know, so given the situation, this is not for everybody. Eat the meat, spit out the bones, do what you're going to do. But if this is for you, if you know that this is your season, that God is 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 preparing you or has been preparing you for years for this leadership opportunity, don't blow it. Don't 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 you dare turn into the person that lorded over you and made your life a living hell don't you dare do that you you that that's how these individuals are created is because they choose to partner with the enemy and in doing so they're they're inevitably God's enemy you don't want to end up on that side of the coin because ultimately these people are hollow inside 
because they're sold their soul to the devil. And what is your soul, your mind, your will, and your emotions? This is why narcissists lack empathy. It's gone. They sold their soul to the devil. It was a choice. So this is not only a warning to those of the remnant who are um, who will be succeeding these wicked rulers once they're booted out. Okay, which is is very soon. So this is this is also a message to those quote unquote flying monkeys who are getting ready to get their wings clipped at the realization that they mass are going to be gone. Okay. You have a choice because you're not all the way there yet. You you really have a choice where you see what's going on. You haven't probably felt like what you're doing is correct all the way. I will I'll, case in point an ex uh, manager of mine, and God brought this to my mind just a few moments before um, recording this podcast, and I'm grateful that He did. Um, whereas when I came to work, maybe a week after this particular individual was promoted to this position, which I'm not tooting my own horn, but I encourage this person to apply for this position. I actually applied for this position as well. I didn't, you know, advise them that I was applying for the position as well, but I encouraged them to do so. And genuinely, I wanted them to do so because I felt like they would be a good leader because they had that potential. I felt like I could lead them better, and that I still do feel that way. Um, and that's just, you know, that is what it is, and, and evidence has proved it. Like I said, this is a former manager of mine, and this particular manager at the time when I was walking in the hall, and they saw me, they dropped a large tea. <laughs> and um, I guess it was a large cup of tea that morning. The whole thing just fell out on and spread on the whole hallway floor. And I rushed to help them to clean it up. And this was months ago, almost over a year, uh, it was a long time ago. But when this occurred, but God just brought it back to my mind right now. And I'd forgotten all about it as much as my daughter looked at all kinds of social media and all that kind of stuff uh, about spilling the tea. I, I, I completely it just went right over my head. And in another situation, uh, the, the other supervisor of this particular manager, who's also a, a former, I guess, quote unquote, boss of mine, uh, who was the main narcissist in my life that really had me get into this place where I needed to take a break. I had to take a leave of absence on this thing. I usually am good. I mean, my mother had borderline personality disorder, or rather she she was diagnosed with that. But honest to God, I think she was really just um, getting to the malignant end of narcissism because she never apologized for anything. I mean, that's just the bottom line. She never apologized to me, you know, for anything that she did. And it took me years to come to that realization. Regardless of the situation, I'm not being insensitive to those who struggle with borderline personality disorder or or even struggle with narcissism. Because, there, I mean, there's some people, I don't really even think there's a struggle when it comes to narcissism, though, maybe with borderline personality disorder. But when it comes to narcissism, I really think that um, when you get to that malignant end of it, when you get to that uh 
when you start crossing over like that, it's like no turning back. You've made your decision. You you decided that you're going to lay with the enemy. And that's that on that. You know, you have no regard for any other individual other than yourself. Um, and it's not because you love yourself so much. That's that's the that's the misnomer about this um this particular word or term in general. It's not it's like if anything, what I've noticed about most narcissists is that they they hate themselves and I could feel it. They hate themselves so much that they want to intentionally pull down everyone around them just to see if they can make themselves feel a little bit better. But the thing is, they've given away their ability to feel to the enemy. So it's a really messed up situation. But I just I just want to kind of convey that to you just to kind of get get you to understand that um, with these flying monkeys. um. You really need to make some choices. If you're in that situation where you have been, and when I say flying monkeys, that you have been the go-to person, you've been that yes man or yes woman, I will just, just assert, I am no yes ma'am. I probably used to be. I'm not going to say probably. I used to be. Um, and I still struggle from time to time telling my kids no. However, it's getting a whole lot easier <laughs> because I realized that for every yes I give someone, I'm ed- inevitably telling someone else no. And what I realize is that when I'm depleting myself, usually it's because I've told myself no when I really need to tell myself yes um, in a situation. Like, is this decision that I'm making going to be wise for me? You know, with with my personality type, I'm considered an INFJ. So it's particularly challenging for me because my ever since I was a child, I've always sought to harmonize whatever environment I'm a part of. So whether it's intentionally or unintentionally. I'm a mediator. And sometimes that that action in itself makes me go to codependency, which God has released me from that particular bondage. So, you know, given that I still it's still an intentional process. I have to be aware of what I'm saying. And I've even gotten to a place where um, just in the last couple of days, I've had to explain to my daughter or inform her rather that um that she not expect me to answer questions quickly. I realize <laughs> based on my track record financially, Lord have mercy, and relationally, <laughs> this sister here does not do well with quick answers. And if I do respond quickly, it's because I've already mulled that thing over about three, four months. I've already made my decision in advance, or either that is a standard that I've already set. That I'm not going to cross. So the answer is already in my mind. That's just kind of how my mind works. Um, and I thank God for him allowing me to understand myself a little bit better every day. Um, that said, getting back to the point at hand, when slaves become masters, it's going to be a booger bath somewhere. And, and, and what I'm saying is you don't want to be a part of that equation. 
However, if you are in a situation where there's no choice and you're in this, 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 you know, toxic work environment, you have to intentionally do some things to get yourself whole and make sure that you are healthy. Take some long walks. Don't allow these things and the things that these people do to you to impact you. And I know it's a lot easier said than done. And I am going to, of course, um, provide some information in the coming uh, weeks or months so that we can just all heal together because it is a process. Um, and I do appreciate you listening. I would encourage you to. Uh, follow, like, subscribe, whatever platform this is on. Do what you do. Eat the meat and spit out the bones. Understand that God loves you and he wants the best for you. So if he chooses to allow you to be elevated, don't take it for granted. Thanks for listening. God bless.